It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Look, I, I know some of you are, are worried about the result, but that was fun, right? Basketball? The magic doing things, offensive things occasionally. It's a good time, right? It's fun. It's, that's, that's, that's how it's supposed to be. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is October 5th, 2021. My name is Phil Prosternike. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can just follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, do Orlando Magic play an actual basketball game? Ooh. It's actually a lot of fun. We talk about the highs, the lows, the things that still need to be worked on and why this was a game that was simply fun a game that the Magic can truly build on. We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching. We have a little podcast for Locked On and the team we're looking for. Just like this podcast, you're covering the land of Magic with excruciating detail. There's podcasts covering every single team uh, in the NBA with the same level of care that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the Boston Celtics perspective on Monday's game? Check out our friends at Locked On Celtics. Want to look ahead? To Wednesday's game and hear how the New Orleans Pelicans fared against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Check out our friends at Locked On Pelicans. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there's a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Before we dive into this game, I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Magic your their first listen every single day. There's a lot of daily podcasts out there. We know that you make a commitment to us, a commitment to this team, when you listen to Locked On Magic. So whether we're your first listen, your second listen, or a part of your everyday rotation, we thank you so much. Locked On Magic, of course, is free and available on all platforms, no matter where you download podcasts or even on YouTube if you prefer to consume your podcasts that way. Thank you again for listening to Locked On Magic. Typically, um, in a close game like this, I will come on and tell you that Romeo Langford hit a three with 14 seconds left. I would be upset that the Magic lost a nine-point fourth-quarter lead, a five-point lead with five minutes to play, that they didn't execute, that they had their opportunities to win the game, that they didn't even get a, a good shot off to win the game uh, with Ignaz Prasdakis uh, missing toward the end of the game. I'd normally be completely upset about that. Um, and yes, I know that I've said several times that wins and losses are not how we're going to judge the season, but when games are played, there is a winner, there's a loser, and everything has to be viewed in that context. But this is preseason. Um, and thankfully, very few of you, uh, almost none of you, 
Um, maybe there's one or two. Nobody really got upset um, that the team lost or that the team didn't finish the game. Um, there's there's maybe some some people that were upset that the G Leaguers didn't get the job done. Um, winning is always better, but generally, no one was upset with what they saw Monday night, and frankly, neither was I. Um, there's we'll get into a lot more about what we saw and, and what it means probably on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. Uh, you know, I definitely want to get a chance to sit down and break it down, hear what the coach, hear what the players had to say after Monday's game. But no one was upset at all with what they saw. Now, is there enough to say who this Magic team is trying to be and what their identity is? No. It's certainly a lot more up-tempo, a hair bit more chaotic, um, but it's still just one game, a game where the Magic burnt off a lot of energy. But again, that's kind of what we suspected this team would be. And if that's the case, the Magic did some really good things. The Magic showed that they're going to be a fun team to watch that they're going to be a team that uh, that you're going to want to tune in for, that that's going to make things happen, that's going to dictate the tempo, dictate the, dictate the pace of play, going to take their shots and score in bunches when they're given the chance. The Magic did a lot of really good things, and, and virtually every single player that played or every single player that of consequence that played did something that made you think, huh, that's interesting. That's something we can build with. That's something we can work with. That's something we can grow with. And obviously, there's still a lot of preseason to go. There's still a lot of work to do before we get to the regular season opener. But the Magic did really nice things. And that shouldn't be taken lightly. There is still a huge piece of this puzzle missing, obviously. And there's still a whole lot more work to do. The Magic were far from perfect in their loss to the Boston Celtics, a uh 98-97 loss at the end of the day. But the Magic still came out, played hard, number one. It's so, so important. That's super-duper important. Played hard, number one. Executed their defense pretty well for long stretches. Um, certainly had room to grow. Did some good things offensively. Got hot from beyond the arc. Maybe uncharacteristically, maybe not. Maybe this is actually going to be a three-point shooting team. And just frankly, had fun. And we'll talk more about that coming up. But this group seemed to really be bought into what they're trying to do. They didn't get down when things weren't working, when they were struggling. They fought. They they kept the pressure on. on. They took advantage of things. And yeah, when the Magic eventually took out their regular rotation players, they were up five with five minutes to play. Now, that's no guarantee they're going to win. But in my book, this was a huge win. This is the Hulk saying, this is Professor Hulk saying, I view this as an absolute win. Whether it was Jalen Suggs hitting a, a deep three or blocking Jason Tatum's shot twice on one possession, whether it was Bo Bamba hitting jumpers and playing with a ton of energy, um, all those questions about his motor, put those to rest. The, the Celtics broadcast continually commenting on this is the best they'd ever seen him play. And yeah, maybe that maybe uh, the Celtics broadcast, Mike Gorman and Brian Scalabrini, who I think are actually one of the better broadcasts in the league, uh, were probably not as read up on this Magic team as, as they probably should have been. They got some facts, some pretty big observations wrong. 
Um, they were extremely complimentary of the effort that the Magic put in and, and, the, and the effort that they showed throughout the course of the game. Whether it was Cole Anthony hitting a deep three or just showing a lot more patience in playmaking or R.J. Hampton in the open court in the first quarter, there was a moment for almost every single player that, again, just made you happy, made you excited for what's to come. Now, obviously, that's not necessarily the goal of these preseason games, but that feeling, the enjoyment that people got from watching this team, from seeing this group on the floor for the first time, that has to be something, right? That isn't nothing. That isn't something to sweep under the table. That isn't something to ignore. The magic were fun. It looked like they were having fun. They were doing their work, but they were having fun. Obviously, success brings some of that. And while the Magic were not a runaway success, the Magic played extremely well. We'll break down the numbers and talk about individual performances, but as a team, the Magic really did begin to show the work that they put in. Their ball pressure was a lot higher. They were trapping a whole lot more. They were digging in, sometimes sending three to the ball um, at times on post-ups. That led to plenty of problems. Again, there are a lot of things to clean up. I think the Magic's help defense uh, needs a ton of work. I don't think they're completely tied together on the defensive end. That will be a continuing process, Um, certainly not consistently enough. Um, Offensively, it's obvious the Magic still have a lot of work to do offensively to get good shots consistently. Um, you know, again, and a lot of that's just repetition and a lot of that is just getting playing together a lot more, which obviously they haven't done a ton of. Um, I think that the team is plenty deep, but I don't think the starting lineup that they put out is going to be their final starting lineup. Um, I, I don't think that I think Terrence Ross is still probably best off the bench because he's just going to shoot a lot. Um, I've seen Cole Anthony and Mo Bamba play together really worked. We did see a three guard lineup with Cole Jalen and RJ Hampton out there all together. And had some, it had some pretty good results as well. Um, Bulls continue to see a lot of these experiments and a lot of these things going on throughout the preseason. We're not done by a long mile, but like I, like I've said pretty much every single year that I've done this, the goal of the preseason is to get better as the preseason progresses. So if this is where the Magic are starting at, again, why are we so excited? Why is did this feel like a win? Because if this is the start, this team's going to get a lot better. The Magic's rookies looked nervous. Everyone was trying to find their footing, and they did so with so much energy that it erased, and it, it kind of hid some of the struggles they were having. But this Magic team does seem like they have it. They have a lot of joy. They have a lot of fun. And that's going to be a huge thing. We'll talk more about that. Let's go over the box score coming up here in just a moment. But first, this podcast brought to you by our pals at DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friend's login to get those premium movie channels that have the movies you want to watch. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the ha- without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. 
so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Shopify. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortless, effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Believe me, this podcast, it, it, we're a sports podcast, we're, we're talking about sports, um, but you know we're, we're also a business, and it's always difficult to, to, to get that business where you want it to go. Because success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path, Shopify helps you get going the way you want to go. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. Shopify.com slash locked on NBA. If you have listened to this show forever, you know that when we get to game days, when we get to these games, we dive deep into the box score, talk about individual performances as that leads us to what the team is about. And, and of course, you know, we're still in the first game. Like all those questions I had on yesterday's podcast about what this team's going to be, what this team's trying to accomplish. We have one data point now. And one data point is really juicy. Ooh, you can just feel it. It's really juicy. We got a lot of interesting stuff to come out of this game. Um, a lot of things that, that we're going to continue to learn about. But it's just one data point. does not equal a pattern. Uh, two data points, honestly, doesn't equal a pattern, although we can begin to see similarities. So we're going to hold off on big, sweeping conclusions. I expect the Magic to put out a different starting lineup on Wednesday against the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm not expecting the same playing groups. I'm expecting to continue to see some uh, experimentation. And so we will begin to see how this team ship, shifts and shapes um, over the course of the preseason. But let's dive in to the box score and some individual performances um, as that's obviously, I think really, really important, especially for a young team like the magic. First off, the Orlando magic shoot 40.4% from the floor, which is not so great for uh, overall. And obviously the shooting is going to have to continue to improve, but it's the first preseason game. You do expect shooting numbers to go down, but the magic do shoot 17 of 42 from beyond the arc, 40.5% from floor uh, from beyond the arc. That is a huge reason why the magic were able to take the lead. Um, something that I, I think we felt um, and something that I certainly noticed is the Magic are not going to be afraid to shoot three-pointers. Um, they're not known as a great shooting team, but they're about pace space in the past. That means they're going to fire from three. They're not going to be afraid to take three-pointers. If they're open, very clearly, Jamal Mosley wants them taking three-pointers. He wants players to have the confidence to take those shots. And that's really, really important. Of no two, the Orlando Magic only had 15 turnovers in the game, which is a pretty good number. Uh, for a first preseason game, Boston ended up with 16. We'll keep an eye on that number. Obviously, we'll want to see it come down as the games go on. The Magic starting lineup actually struggled a little bit. Um, did not get the team off to a good start. I think they're down five or six points pretty quickly. 
Um, the Magic's bench is actually what gave the Magic their first lead. But some interesting players uh, in that starting group. Let's start with Jalen Suggs, obviously someone that a lot of Magic fans are eager to see play. Nine points, three for 11, shooting two for five from beyond the arc. Four rebounds, three assists, two blocks, and two turnovers. Um, Jalen Suggs had a tough matchup. Marcus Smart was defending him. Um, obviously made things very, very difficult for him. The rookie got a big lesson early on. But um, but honestly, you could just feel a lot of the nerves coming from Jalen Suggs throughout the game. Um, his first shot, he got a wide-open shot at the elbow and just hesitated. Um, and obviously, when you hesitate in this league, you're giving up your space. And Robert Williams came over, was able to block his shot after he finally did shoot the ball. Um, you can't hesitate in there. Uh, you know, I think Suggs was, you know, like a lot of players, just trying to get their timing down, attacking the basket. We saw a lot of wild shots at the rim by both teams. Um, you know, uh, we'll get to some of those, uh, some of that analysis coming up here. Um, but Suggs had some really good moments. He had two deep, deep, deep threes. Um, his other basket was a layup to open up the scoring off a, off a steal by Terrence Ross. Um, Suggs, I thought, still did some really good things. Um, you know, again, you just, you just, it's not going to show up in the box score all the time with Jalen Suggs, although we do expect him to get plenty of numbers. He makes a lot of really good plays. Um, defensively, I think he's got great defensive instincts. Those blocks that he had in the second half and that third quarter were really impressive. Not easy blocks, um, you know, especially a 6'6 guy blocking a 6'8 Jason Tatum. Uh, just really impressive and really smart defensive positioning and defensive plays. Uh, obviously, I think he's still got some timing to get down on that end too, but uh, I... I I am still blown away by the things Suggs does that does not show up in the box score. I have every faith the rest of the box score is going to come along. Again, I, I felt like he was nervous. There's a lot of nerves I felt like throughout the entire roster, um, you know, especially him and Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner just one for five for the game, three points. Um, you know, I thought he did some good things defensively. I thought Tatum moved him around a little bit. You didn't want him guarding a guy like Jason Tatum too much. It's, I think defense. his defense will be his calling card, but I think sticking him on kind of the more powerful stronger power forwards at this point probably isn't the right idea. It's, we kind of saw that in summer league as well with the, how Jonathan Kuminga was able to move him around. Um, again, Wagner just looked really nervous when they put the ball in his hands sometimes. So we'll just have to keep an eye on that. Um, Wendell Carter, nice game with 10 points, eight rebounds, hit one, three. He was one for two from beyond the arc, hit a trail trailing three. That's a big, big thing for him. If he's able to hit three pointers, his offensive game really expands. I thought defensively he was fine. Um, it, the Magic's defense was weird. Um, I would say I'm still kind of getting used to what they're trying to do. I'll have to watch uh, another game of theirs just to get get a better idea. They're definitely putting a little bit more pressure on the ball. They're definitely willing to switch a little bit more. They're willing to trap a little bit more. Um, but their back line rotation just isn't completely tied together yet. They had good moments. They were able to do it on occasion, but they gave up a ton of open threes, especially to Jalen Brown, especially early in the game, and that obviously hurt the team a ton. Of no two, Gary Harris, 10 points, four for nine, shooting two for six from beyond the arc. Harris does some nice, nice things. Keep an eye on him. I do think that he is a veteran that will be very, very valuable for the team. All right, on to the guys that really played well. Cole Anthony, 16 points, six for 12, shooting four for seven from beyond the arc, six rebounds, six assists. I, I would say this about Cole. Cole struggled early on. Uh, he was trying to attack the basket and was just a little bit reckless doing so. Um, you know, again, not, not rest, reckless in the right word. A little bit wild, just a little bit out of control, not kind of at the tempo, at the pace that he was playing at. But he got really good at that throughout the course of the game. Um, was able to set his shot up, set others up more importantly. That having seen that assist number way up, such a big deal for Cole Anthony. If he's able to pass the ball, if he's able to get others involved, 
he becomes such a more valuable player. It was seen as a weakness of his coming into, into the game, into, the, into his career. Um, but more importantly, Anthony hit his shots. Um, that's something that didn't always happen last year. Certainly didn't happen in summer league. He looked good. I thought, again, second half especially when he really went on a scoring binge, was playing under complete control. He knew exactly what he was doing. He was controlling the deal. He was controlling everything for the team. For the team, And I, and I thought that he played uh, really, really, really well for the Orlando Magic on that front. Mo Bamba was another really impressive player. 13 points, 6 for 10 shooting, 10 rebounds, uh, 4 blocks as well. Um, Bamba still, you know, I think sometimes a little bit late defensively, um, but certainly, you know, if, for people who complain about his quote-unquote motor, uh, he was really good. Uh, he was running the floor really well. He was uh, really trying to stay active, trying to be in the right spots. And again, just a little bit of confidence. You could just feel the kind of freedom with him. Um, he made his shots when he was set up for shots. He really did a good job kind of stay, staying involved in the paint. I, I know that's not someplace that he's necessarily comfortable with. Um, I'd like to see him be a little bit more aggressive on post-ups. He had one play where um, he had Peyton Pritchard uh, on the block, and, and he got pushed out to the mid-post, so he was front. He was uh, facing up on him. Did not take him down to the block, settled for a turnaround fadeaway. Against a smaller defender, you cannot do that. you got to go to the basket, and, and I would like to see Mo continue to uh, really assert his size. Um, that's kind of been something I've been big on with him as well, so just really just be able to use his size and his wingspan to his advantage. Mortz Wagner had 16 points, not, uh, you know, four of seven from three pointer, three point line. Again, just, he, you know, you know what you're getting with Mortz Wagner. The only, the only other guy I would really mention is RJ Hampton. I thought he played really well. Seven points, three for seven shooting, six rebounds, three assists early on, especially open court was able to get to the basket, really did a good job bringing energy to the team. Uh, his insertion into the game in the first quarter, turned it around, got the magic back into the game, back into the, and, and got them in the lead for the first time. Uh, and really gave them control of the game. Second half, I thought he was a little bit wilder going to the basket, just not under control. That's going to be, again, a huge storyline for RJ Hampton. Can he keep control? Can he keep his pace under control where he is dictating things and he's just not going too fast? He just cannot speed himself up. That's that's going to be a huge key for him throughout the season. Again, Orlando shoots 40.4% uh, from the floor, 17 for 42 from beyond the arc. They have 10 offensive rebounds. The rebounding was a bit of a concern. The Celtics do have... Uh, 13 offensive rebounds. They did a good job on second chance points. They get to the line for 23 free throws. Again, a big struggle for Orlando. Just a little bit late on defense. I think the Magic's backline defensive rotations were just a hair slow. Just again, a lot of that's just repetition, seeing situations, knowing where to be, knowing where your help is going to be. Um, I, I think that's stuff that can easily be grown. The Celtics shoot 35.2% from floor and just 14 for 40 from beyond the arc. Orlando does a really good job defensively overall, though. Um, definitely kind of caught the Celtics a little bit on their back, but I don't think the Celtics were expecting a team with that much energy. Um, but Jalen Brown, 25 points, 8 for 16 shooting, 4 for 12 from beyond the arc. Jason Tatum, 18 points, 6 for 16 shooting, 9 rebounds for him. Again, you hold a team to 98 points, I don't care, or 98 points, I don't care that it's the preseason. That's a really good defensive job. I think the Magic did a good job defensively here. Um, just looking at some of the advanced stats, let's go ahead and pull those up. Um, the Magic post a defensive rating of 96.1. So that's that's a really that's playing some really really good defense. Again, a lot of it missed shots, a lot of it expected preseason stuff, a lot of it kind of bad sloppy turnovers. This game had its sloppy moments um that I think the Orlando Magic generally did a very very good job. We'll talk about why this game I think really resonated with people, why this team is starting to resonate with people coming up here in just a moment. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Bet Online. 
We're back in better than ever. All eyes now on the gridiron as teams are back on the field for another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this year. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And, you know, I, I, I've been trying to think over the last few days uh, why why this team has really started to resonate with people. Um, you know, certainly I think it's the promise of something new. Um, you know, I think I think a lot of fans were eager to see the team begin to ch- turn the page and, and move away from the Nikola Vucevic era, um, which is fair. You know, I think I think we all kind of understood that that team was topping off where it was, and without some drastic changes, they were going to be a first round playoff exit, and everyone was kind of ready. For something new, uh, I think that's completely natural, completely fair. Um, the Magic played a very conservative, uh, system-based style, um, which was not always pleasing to watch. I, I love defense, so I didn't mind watching it. Uh, I, I, whenever you know, honestly, I would say this: you know, Stan Van Gundy, Steve Clifford have probably taught me more about basketball and press conferences than I've known my entire life. Um, so I, I do, I do appreciate um, their ability to instruct and their ability to teach and their ability to get guys to play really, really well. Um, but obviously it had limitations and I think we saw those limitations. So this promise of something new is definitely, I think what's driving a lot of fans to really embrace this team. Um, it's a youth movement. They're going to need support obviously, but um, I, I think that there's, there's something to that as well, but something else is really catching people's eyes too. And I think it's, I think it's a lot of the culture that Jamal Mosley is, is implementing. Um, I think a lot of it is that he you know, wants his guys to bring energy to the games. He brings a special energy to, to games as well. And uh, to practices as well. And I think what we're seeing and what we're experiencing is this kind of influx of joy. Um, you know, Steve Clifford is like a college professor. Uh, you know, he's, you know, up at the dais instructing, you know, kind of dictating what you're supposed to do and, and how, and, 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 Kind of you know putting all those thoughts out on the on the on the paper. It's it's kind of passive in some ways. And and again, not that Steve Clifford's a bad coach. I, again, I've learned so much from Steve Clifford, uh, and, and I think that he helped this this franchise out tremendously. Um, you know, I, I I think I think every Magic fan should have a ton of respect for what he did. But he also understood he was not the right coach for this team. This team needs a looser atmosphere. They don't need. They don't need the kind of strict disciplinarian yet. Um, they need a looser atmosphere. They need 
the ability to be themselves. They need the ability to just go out and have fun because that's ultimately how they're going to have success. Um, it's ultimately the way they're going to stick together, the way they're going to buy in to what this team is trying to do. And to me, that's something that I think has really resonated with Magic fans is this group just has so much fun. Um, you know, whether it's Cole Anthony uh, and his constant cheerleading, whether it's, you know, some of the things Mo Bamba does, frankly, to, to, to the way that Jamal Mosley approaches uh, practices and gets involved in practices. You can just tell that right now, and again, it's early in the season, the games don't matter yet. Right now, everyone is just enjoying each other and having so much fun. And that, that feeling is infectious. Fans can definitely tell when guys are having fun, when guys are enjoying and, and really buying into what they're doing. And that buy-in is so important to what this team's going to do. Look, we all know there are going to be tough t- days ahead. We all know that this team, I don't want to say is destined to be bad or destined to be at the top of the lottery because I, I don't necessarily believe that that's, that's, that's what's a, what, I mean, I think that's what's going to happen, but um, I don't think it's, you know, inevitable that that's what happens. Um, so they're going to be rough days. They're going to be losses uh, and the team and, and how they deal with that adversity is going to be key. But for everyone, it's, it's going to be the fun moments that make the season worthwhile and that point to those br- that brighter future, those brighter days ahead. It's going to be watching a team saying happy birthday to Jonathan Isaac uh, before they head out to Boston, before they head out for their first preseason game. It's going to be you know Cole Anthony doing a mean mug after a big three-point shot or those fun press conferences he does after game-winning shots. It's going to be those moments that tell you the Orlando Magic are on the right path. The Orlando Magic are doing the right things. That this team still believes they can be successful. They can do anything they set their mind to. Monday night was fun. The plain and simple. Not just because we had Magic basketball back in our lives. The way the team played was fun. And fun, you know, again, it, this we're, we're kind of in elementary school level stuff here. You should be having fun when you play the game. Now, obviously, there might come a time when it's more serious. But shoot, go back and listen to the 2010 Magic. I think, I think they got beat when they stopped having fun. Oh nine, same deal. They were having fun. They didn't care what how you were supposed to act. They took their work seriously. They got their work done, but they had fun while they're doing it. That's the reason why we love the 2019. It's the reason why we love the 2010 team. Their heart and hustle team, they had no worries in the world. They were having fun. The teams we hate are the teams that are miserable. The you know, 2016 team, the 2012 team for sure, the 2004 Magic, the 19, yeah, shoot, the 1996 Magic, the 1997 Magic. Those teams were miserable. And there's a reason why no one likes them. There's a reason why no one talks about some of those teams, even though there were some good things and good moments. If this team can maintain the fun they seem to be having together, the fun they seem to be having in approaching their work and doing their work, that means several things. It means, one, they're buying in. They believe what they're doing will ultimately work, will ultimately get them the results that they they want. Two, 
They're staying engaged in what the team is trying to accomplish and what the team is trying to do. And that helps them get better as individuals. And number three, frankly, it gives them the energy to go out there and play. And frankly, the Magic are going to have to beat everyone on effort this year, just like they did in Monday night's game. They were they were effort. They were playing with a lot more effort than you would expect for a first preseason game because they're a young team. They don't know any better at this point. If they do those things, not only will they have fun, we'll have fun. And that's going to make this season memorable, make it the foundation that everyone hopes it can be. I want to thank you all again for listening today or, to, or watching today's episode of Locked on Magic. Remember, you can subscribe to Locked on Magic now on YouTube or download us wherever you download podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Odyssey, uh, Himalaya, Google Play, Google Play, or wherever you download, or Apple Music, wherever you, wherever you download podcasts. I, I totally butchered my, my, usual, my usual finish there. You, you, I threw myself all out of rhythm there. It's preseason for everybody. Um, we are going to do some live stuff throughout the course of the week. My plan is Wednesday at 7.30 in the 30 minutes leading up to the Orlando Magic's game against New Orleans Pelicans um, to do a live YouTube show. We'll do we'll do a pregame show of uh, that previewing the Magic's game against the Pelicans, so bring your questions there. We'll also do a live episode on Thursday at 5 p.m. That's Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern time here on the YouTube channel, so subscribe to the YouTube channel or on Spotify Greenroom. It'll be simulcast across both, um, so you'll be able to get your questions in no matter how you want to get them in, whether it's in the chat, chat room, on the YouTube live page, or on the Spotify green room. Uh, we are going to experiment with some things here now that we have YouTube live as well. Um, the uh, pregame show will be YouTube exclusive, will not be on the podcast feed. So if you want to talk Orlando Magic basketball, ask questions, uh, interact with me before the Magic's game against the Pelicans, I may even hang on and hang out there um, through, the, through the first, at least through the first half of the first quarter. Um, so we'll talk a little bit while the game is going on. Um, definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore md for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to follow orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Frost. And I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.